G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Remember I said that this Rosh Hashanah leads into Yom Kippur. The 10 days of awe start at Rosh Hashanah and lead up to Yom Kippur. This is a series, it's a joyful time. They're waiting on their king, they're longing for his return. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. All the feasts of the Lord are fascinating to learn about. The commonly known feast, of course, is Passover. But there are seven mandatory feasts of the Lord. And for the most part, Christians are ignorant of them and what they mean. We're going to continue learning about Rosh Hashanah today, the Jewish New Year, and how this feast is really all about Jesus. Actually, all the feasts are about Jesus. Actually, we, we've had conversations before when you look at all of these feasts, the seven of them, you look at all of these festivals and you put them in order and you actually see the entire plan of human redemption mm. that God established from start to finish, and they're all fulfilled in Jesus. They're amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. Well, let's just uh, recap on what those seven feasts are, because yeah. we've already obviously studied some of them this mm-hmm. year as the calendars unfolded. The first one is Passover uh, or Pesach. The second one is the Feast of Unleavened Bread or the Matzot. The third one is the Feast of First Fruits, which is Bikarim. The fourth is the Feast of Shavuot, and we've done that most recently, uh, which is Pentecost. But then the fifth one, which we're studying now, is the Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on from there. We're going to do these in the next little while. The Feast of Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And then finally, the Feast of Sukkot, which is Tabernacles. Yeah. And what's really important to keep in mind right at the outset of this particular, while we're learning about Rosh Hashanah, it's really important to understand that Rosh Hashanah is a preparation for Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur is a preparation for Sukkot. So it's really important yeah. to keep that in mind. because so they're, they're virtually sort of like subsets of a, of exactly. a bigger... But this one leads into the next one, which leads into the next one. They're all, they're all joined. It's, it's quite amazing. Okay, so the Feast of Trumpets, we mentioned last time that there are four different uh, sets of trumpet blasts. There's a hundred blasts of the shofar during the Feast of uh, Rosh Hashanah. There is the, f- the first one is to welcome the king. It's like a coronation. The next one is about getting ready for repentance. The next series of blasts are kind of wail-like. There's um, um, moaning. Uh, there are nine of them, and that is to really compel uh, the individual into a state of repentance to deal with the crud in their life that mm. literally just crushes them. And then the final one is known as the last trump. Yeah. Which is <laughs> amazing. It's mm. just that the symbology and the the imagery you get from these uh, from these words is amazing. Well, particularly from a New Testament perspective, because the last trump is spoken about in the New Testament, and even in our last program, you spoke about no one knows the day or the hour of these trumpet blasts. Exactly. Which, once again, for a New Testament believer, 
You think, well, that's fairly significant. Yeah, as soon as we actually start to hear them, we we immediately, our ears prick up and go, oh, that's about Jesus here and oh, that's about Jesus there. Mm. And you're right, because they're all about Jesus. It's the, the thing that I find frustrating is that because of this judicial blind spot that the Jewish people have given them by God because their leadership rejected Jesus, the one most pivotal element of all of these feasts is Jesus the Messiah and they can't see him. Mm. And yet to me, it's blatantly obvious. The good news is, though, more and more Jewish people are coming to faith in Jesus, Mm, which is wonderful news. But there's a really, um, really beautiful um, ceremony that many of the Jewish people um, participate in during this particular festival, and it's called Tashlik. And what they do is they symbolically cast away their sins. It's it's just a a symbolic thing where they empty their pockets and they'll throw whatever's in their pockets. So I I imagine that they are careful what they have in their pockets (laughs) on this day. And they throw, it's like symbolically throwing away the sins from themselves. Mm. There's a number of scriptures that are Mm. recited during the ceremony as well. And one of those is in Micah chapter 7, where it says, Who is a God like you? Who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of his possession? He doesn't retain his anger forever because he delights in unchanging love. He'll again have compassion on us. He'll tread our iniquities underfoot. Yes, you'll cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. You'll give truth to Jacob and unchanging love to Abraham, which you swore to our forefathers from the days of old. You know, I I really like the picture that that verse presents, particularly because It's a reminder that God made a promise to Abraham for his own people. And we were just talking about this judicial blindness that many of the Jews still live under. But God has not forgotten his promise to his people. The day is coming when that blindness will go and God is going to restore them. And and the the sin that has beset them for all these years, Mm. God's going to wipe that away. And this is a reminder to them of God's promise to them. I I happen to love that passage. I think it's really beautiful. Mm. Now, Rosh Hashanah is also believed to be a time when the righteous are written in the book of life and that the unrighteous are written in a book of death. Now, that's a part of Jewish tradition, and this tradition believes that all people have 10 days during what is termed the days of awe to repent and therefore determine their fate. Wow, that's amazing. Remember I said that these Rosh Hashanah leads into Yom Kippur. The the days of awe, the 10 days of awe, start at Rosh Hashanah and lead up to Yom Kippur, mm. the Day of Atonement. So these days, um, and we even said in our last program, this particular festival, this, he, this Jewish New Year, this is a serious, it's a joyful time. They're waiting on their king. They're longing for his return. They're they're entering into 10 days of preparation for repentance to deal with casting away all of their sins because they realize their sins are deadly and this is going to determine their eternal security. So obviously from a messianic or a Christian perspective, we, I mean, you can hear different words yeah. and things that are, are fairly obvious, but what's the perspective for us looking at this Jewish festival? Well, for Messianic believers, for Gentile believers in Jesus, I mean, as you you said, we hear all this terminology, we learn about these traditions, and we see Jesus in every part of it. But some of the other major focus during Rosh Hashanah is what is called the Akedah Yitzhak, which is the binding of Isaac, and the fact that God sent a replacement. He sent mm. a, a ram that was to replace Isaac so that Isaac could be saved. Yeah. This is also part of this celebration of what God has done, this putting himself 
in the place of his people so that they wouldn't have to die. I mean, honestly, you, you all of this stuff is just so striking once you know about it. It's mm. just so tragic. There are so many Christians and churches who are completely unaware yeah. of how important they these festivals are, not necessarily because we have to observe them all, but the least we could do is understand them mm. because they're actually a picture of our Messiah. That's right, because he fulfills each one of these festivals. All of them. Yeah. He fulfills all of them. Jesus is the king of the universe. He is the creator. He is our redeemer. The Hebrew term, now I've got to get my head, my mouth around this one because it's a bit of a mouthful, is Melech Gadol al Kolcharetz, and that means great king over all the earth. And Jesus is called the Mashiach, the Messiah, which denotes his kingly dignity and his royalty. He is the creator. He is the sustainer of all life. I don't think we sometimes really grasp the magnitude of who he is and what he is. Mm. Yeah, well, John 1.1 1, 1 talks about that, doesn't it? Nothing it was made that was made oh, without him. Yeah. But there's a couple of like great king over all the earth you've just mentioned there, Psalm 47, verse 2. Uh, that's uh, referencing that particular it's beautiful. passage. It's, actually, I'll just read that to you. It says, For the Lord Most High is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? And then for the New Testament passage, Colossians 1, 16, For by him all things were created, mm. both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him, and for him. <laughs> so who is he? I mean, mm. he's amazing. Yeah. He's so much bigger than we give him credit for. I think we we have such a limited view of who he is. No wonder the Jewish people are longing for their king to come and they're ready to, you know, blast the shofar from dawn till dusk to welcome him yeah, in. It's amazing. Mm. Certainly lots of uh, richness to this festival that we're learning about at the moment. And we'll wrap this all up in our next program, Understanding the Feast of Trumpets on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.